You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Now that heart is beating fast, and that's the rhythm I can dance to. I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to, that one big heart that's beating fast. Tomorrow morning, let it rain. Tomorrow morning, let it pour. Tonight we're in the groove together. Ain't gonna worry about stormy weather. Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out old trouble and drum. Beat out old Another radical Australian community radio, 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. This is Joseph Toscano, your host. Now, the program is podcast. You will be able to access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au if uh, nature calls or the bikey next door knocks on your door and wants a cup of sugar for his mess lab. Now, I understand we have Trish Postenoro. Is that correct on the line? Not even close, Joey. It's Postarino. Postarino? Postarino. No. Postarino. <laughs> and the thing is that I'm not even Italian and I can pronounce it better than you, Joey. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was told you were Postanoro. <laughs> oh, well, then all is Postanero. <laughs> yes, right. Well, yes. Have you got a G? Have you got a G in that? Postanero. Postarino. Rino. Postarino, Rino. So you're not one of my crew. No, no, this is the amazing thing about it. But I've adopted very much the, well, I guess it's the story of Australia, isn't it? In the sense that we all come from all different backgrounds. And and um, mine, mine mainly was from an Irish-English background. But I think there was even a bit of German thrown in just to add to yeah, the Mulligan yeah, cool. Yeah, well, I've actually seen you in the flesh, clothed, obviously. <laughs> I just wanted to make that clear. And uh, with your flaming hair, I didn't think you were Italian. I, I just thought you were an imposter. An imposter. Postanero. Postarino. Postarino. Now, Trish, I only asked two questions on this interview, and I know you're a bit concerned about filling 56 minutes with your life story, but don't worry, I'll pat it out if we need to. I'll make, I'll make a hell of a look here, yeah. <laughs> Not like my waistline, but it will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think I my waistline's a bit bigger than yours, to be honest. No, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's, I mean, let's not bore our listeners with our waistline because they've seen enough of us, I think, on Facebook and they know <laughs> what we look like. Now, Trish, what year were you born? <gasps> Secret Bleu, 1951. 
50. So was I. Oh, there wow. you go. We're, practi- we're practically twins. The terrible twins. We are twins. We would say that. <laughs> were you born before June or after June? Oh, my goodness. No, I'm older than you, so show a bit of respect. I was May. May 19. May. Mm. Oh, God. Now, we don't give people our birthdays. They may send us presents. We don't want that. We're too old for presents. <laughs> you know that. Well, presence of mind, anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> were you were you born in Melbourne? No, you said you were you born in Melbourne town. Yes, actually, I was. I was actually. I grew up in um, in Brunswick for the first four years of my life, um, and then we moved out to the sticks, as often people had said, out to the Billy Orchard area of Heathmont, when it was just orchards and creeks. Um, my parents um, thought they were probably being a bit, bit, as we say now, hipsters, you know. They were hipsters? No, very much so. They had their own veggie garden and fruit yeah. trees. and Yep. Yeah. So, Where did they come was, from? Well, now, Dad was from a lot of Irish extraction. He's both, well, his father was born in Ireland. His mother was from Irish parents, but there was a bit of English blood there, so a bit of mongrel mm. there. Um, mm. Not against the English, but <laughs> the mixture. And um, my parents, my mother, she was, um, she was, her grandmother was German and her on one side of the family, as you get, and the, and there yeah. was Irish. So there's a strong, you know, strong pull towards the, the green. Yeah. And uh, so what hence, were you called? A lot of what was your real name? Tui. Tui. As in, as in the beer. It tells a lot, doesn't it? As in it? the beer. Was it Tui's old or Tui's new? <laughs> well, I'm feeling very old, but I think it was new at the time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call you Tui's old. Yeah, approaching my age. Yeah. You've got to be 70 <laughs> next year. I'll get out of town. <laughs> Yes, I... Am I, yes, am I going to get an invitation to your 70th birthday party? <laughs> Is there going to be one? More the point. <laughs> what, what? What? Are you going to tell her illness or something? No, I mean... The <laughs> no. celebration. The, well, I mean, I'll be at my 70th, but the celebration is another thing. I'm, you know, yeah. it becomes a bit... Yes. We'll see. Yeah. COVID and all that. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting... Uh, yeah. No, I'd like I'd like to get to eighty. Yes, eighty. You know why? Well, go on. I'm leading with my nose. Don't get my OBE. Oh, yeah, yeah. Over bloody eighty. Over <laughs> bloody eighty. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that covers it, doesn't it? It's scary. That's about the only OBE I'll ever get. Um, <laughs> so, did you have you got any recollections about life in Brunswick in the early fifties? Very early fifties. Yeah. Um, um, oh, gee, do do I really want to go down this path? Um, well, in in Brunswick, um, th- th- there again, there was all you know. It was pre the factories, but there was a, a lolly factory. I do recall that. I remember the mm-hmm. the Captain Midnight. This is scary. Um, Captain Midnight, which. You, was the man who used to come and collect the the toilet, um, you know, right. sort of. That yeah. used to, they he used to come through the back um, the back lane, so that was mm. that was all a new thing. And um, 
And then, of course, there was the baker carts and the Iceman and everything like that. It's sort of you really are throwing me really in a nasty place at this stage. I mean, I, I, I think dementia is not such a bad thing <laughs> if you forget all well, these things. Mm. Dementia is reinvention. Yes. Reinvention, that's what dementia is. Uh, physiological yes, reinvention of ourselves. Yes, it is. Yeah, I remember. I remember the Dunny Cart Man. I remember him quite. Cause I was brought up in Queensland about the same, well, the mm-hmm. same period. And oh, okay. I remember he'd have he'd have a blue singlet on, that's short pants, right. yes, bare feet, or maybe yes. front, or bare feet or, or old shoes, and then he'd have a handkerchief wrapped around his head to soak. He took the words right out of my mouth. Don't forget the hanky that was that was tied in four corners so it would yeah, stay on his yeah. And they yeah. always... And remember, the, and, and remember the little iron lid to the toilet can? Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, we used to we used to hide around the corner and, and see whether any, any of the shit used to dribble down his shoulder. Basically. Oh. <laughs> well, there was, a, there, was a, there was something, Joe, that they said that they used to get a bonus if any... Any proverbial fell on him because yeah. then he'd get a bit of extra money. Well, they sometimes, you know, talk about um, shitty wages. They'd actually, <laughs> they used to sometimes <laughs> deliberately do it, you know, so yeah. that they they could um, stay a bit longer at the pub. No, it was a, it was a very hard, dirty job. Oh, it was. And then there was the coke man, the coke, and I don't oh. mean specific. <laughs> there was the the you know the uh, briquettes and um yep, and, yep. and coat man. He we and, didn't have him in Queensland. We didn't have a coat no, man in Queensland. You, perfect one day, you know, or what is it? Yeah, it's <laughs> cool. We don't need briquettes. Yeah. Never had briquettes. Yeah. It was just yeah. um, did, you, did you get the roving butcher come around or not? Yes. Yep. Mum had an account for the yep. um the butcher. Um, yeah. There was a baker and the baker's dozen on Friday. My mum was um, yeah. a, a midwife and um, she offered, she had a, her own little delivery or labour room in the front room, which would have been right. everybody else's parlour. So she used yeah. to deliver, you know, the people's... Um, and so, of course, all the tradies, um, all the different trades, they'd all know mum because mum, you know, it was, um, it was tough times and you couldn't really pay a lot. And Mum sort of never wasn't in it for the money, um, so, right. the, so they would appreciate. And so on a Friday, we used to get thirteen, you know, the baker's dozen free rolls. The baker's that dozen, was, that's right. Yeah, mates that rates, mates rates, we call it these days. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> barter. <laughs> yeah, no mates <laughs> rates. So you attended primary school at Heathmont, or did you have to go somewhere else? Oh, yeah. I was only four when I moved up to Heathmont, so yeah. um, so we moved up to Heathmont. I went to primary school in Heathmont, yeah, uh, in Ringwood yeah. actually it was. With Ringwood. Yes, yes. Sort oh, of went how up. How did you get from Heathmont yes. to Ringwood? Did yes, you walk? Yes, we did. We did. Uh, I've got you know what? some. No helicopter parenting in those days. No way. In fact, in fact, you know, like. We'd be walking to school and we'd be probably a little bit tailing behind because, you know, we have we ran half the way, you know, because we'd be yeah. running late. And yeah. um, and we were always very appreciative of um, Mr Russo 
pulling over and um, telling us to get into the back of the, the van. No seatbelt, just get in, and it was more than, you know, appreciated because we got on, yeah. you know, we got in time, you know, so that was nice. Yes. So how many kilometres do you think you walked as a little kitty? Oh, uh, well, I think to Ringwood to, to Heathmont, probably about... Probably about four, four k's, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It seemed like, like a lot longer, and it was always a yeah. bit slower on the way home because I dawdle home and, you know, be feeling a lot. Yes, I used Excuse to dawdle. It's a bird. See, you're giving away the age there. The dawdle where you just, um, you know, you'd linger, you'd loiter, you'd go for loitering now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, you said you were singing when you went home. Where did all this singing business start? Yeah, well, that's it. Um, there was, well, I mean, at school, you, there was always choirs, and there was mm. there was a lot of singing in our family too. All my, my, especially my, um, well, my mother's parents, um, they had the piano. Mum was, um, you know, quite um, advanced in piano, um, and mm-hmm. uh, you know there was. I think there was an uncle who played um, the violin or the fiddle, and um, mm. yeah, there was and a lot of singers in the family. So I guess that no piano was, accordions. Um, no, but there would always be a family friend who would come into the mix, and there was even I remember even a um, a family friend who played the spoon. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So there, yeah, if yeah, there yeah. wasn't a musical instrument, we certainly made them, you know? Yeah, funny. There weren't any gum, gum leaf uh, uh, musicians. Oh, yes, there was all that as well. Do you remember yeah. that yourself? The yeah, gum leaf? Yeah. 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 They were a good time. Oh. So you kind of had a little bit of uh, rhythm, did you? Yeah, at that time. Obviously, from a Catholic family, there was the <laughs> <a> rhythm lesson <laughs> was... <laughs> Was taken literally. <laughs> exactly. So, how many kiddies uh, came out of this rhythm method in your family? <laughs> That's a good one. There were six, six kids. Six That's kids. a small Catholic um, family in the fifties. It was, yeah. <laughs> I think we must have. Had I think. I think your mother, being a midwife, she kind of knew what to do and when yeah, not to I do think, it. I think she might have had, so to speak, inside information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was all good. Uh, did, you, did you? Is there anything you liked about primary school? Um, well, it was always um, the friendships, of course, but it was also the, you know, the the different things that that I mean, I was I was never taught, even though I went to a Catholic school, I was never taught to a, taught by a nun. Um, I was mm-hmm. taught by lay teachers, if you like, up until grade six, but I was actually reminiscing about a, um, a story at school just, you know, um, in those days where we used to have, um, get to school early if you could, and you'd map out your own hoppy, um, I suppose it was your hoppy uh, sort of drawing or outline, you know, you know, you'd kick, kick three, do the splits and then kick again and all that. And cool. it yeah, it was always a bit of a yeah, an interesting, um, and yeah, there was a lot of lot big sporting. Like you know, we were talking about that. Um, you know how the, everybody played sport, and there was everything, all types of sports was played from 
footy. I was the, uh-huh. in the dead centre of um, four brothers, so I had two older brothers and two younger brothers. Right. Um, so I learned to play footy very early, netball, you know. So all those, I think sport was, and singing was my sort of big, I, I, I think I was, you know, yeah. I, uh, poetry, that was always an interesting poetry. Poetry, primary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all, oh, yeah, you had to learn. Well, you can, an original poem you can, you can, you can serenade us with. The boy stood on the bit. No, no. <laughs> original, um, original. <laughs> oh, I, now, I, as I mentioned before, or did, did I not mention before? Um, I, I, I forget more than I, I care to. Yeah, no, I. I yeah. couldn't mm. Yeah, you're going through um, physiological reinvention. I know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, it was it was fun. There was always, but you know, Joe, when I was, um, uh, there were signs that I was, you know, sort of, um, you know, this isn't anything to do with, you know, sort of how my life panned out. But I do, yeah. do remember deliberately trying to, you know, I'd make up songs because I I like to, you know, make. You know, sort of do it now. I sort of try to. I don't put a label on myself, but I'd say I do like to write write songs. You know, with our our cabaret group. But um, yeah, yeah, it was it was very much back there where I try to make myself cry. (laughs) (laughs) It's a sad song, the blues. It's a sad song. So I, I, you know, the the sadness, and I think that comes from the melancholic Irish. I think. I think that was... Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've got a lot of things to be melancholy about. Um, yeah. So did you go to high school at Eastmont or Ringwood or anything like no, that? No, no. Actually, again, I went up to um, Belgrave in... Um, yeah, Belgrave? Um, yeah, in Belgrave. I used to catch the train up to Belgrave, to Marta Christie in, in Belgrave. Yeah. So, what was um, it called? Marta Christie? Yeah, I, I was the Marta. <laughs> there was supposed to be a, a Christ there. <laughs> But, well, um, was this a was this a girls' school for good Catholic girls or just girls? <laughs> well, for Catholic girls. <laughs> Catholic girls. But, uh, I, uh, oh. I'm a good girl, I am. <laughs> but you know what? The, the the nuns that taught there, they were very, very. I mean, they had a big influence over. They were very much a um, social activist um, uh, order, if you like. They were the good right. Samaritans. But um, right. in those days, I mean, we had a genuine like brides of Christ. The nun that taught me, she was um, she was very very sort of like it was going through um, a lot of the 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 revolution of the church and everything and yes. and um, Vatican II yes. and everything like that. So, but mm. yeah, there was a lot of things. I remember coming home to my folks and saying that we shouldn't be in Vietnam and was like. And, you know, it was back then, it was sort of people weren't really, even though Dad had come from, you know, a very strong union, um, Irish Republican and all this, it, it just, they weren't sitting comfortable at that time with my thoughts on, you know, that we shouldn't be in. But they soon changed, like everyone. It was an education. Yeah. But it was yeah. a nun who had told me that we shouldn't be in, you know, Vietnam. And she got my, you know, it's again, it's about um, exploring your own thinking, you know, and not just going along with the, the status quo. Yeah. Any other things so you remember about high school that got you into 
independent thinking pathway. Um, well, I mean, again, there was you were always put, uh, because I had a little bit of the gift of the gam. Um, we were always really Trish. Yes, <laughs> I knew I was going yes. with trepidation. I self-effacing. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope your nose grows another foot, Pinocchio. Anne Boleyn would never have had it so quick as you. Your scalp is coming down then. Yes. <laughs> no, um, yeah, debating clubs were always encouraged. So, that, right. you know, you're... Did you go to, I used to go to competitions and debating clubs. I remember that in yeah. high school. You did? Yeah. That's great. What, what school did you go to, Joe? Uh, the worst school in Queensland, Salisbury State High. Salisbury State High, oh God. Right. Yeah, in Brisbane. It was <laughs> tough school. Tough school. Tough school. Like it was a good school. Oh, tough, good. yeah. Working yeah. class, marginalised kids yeah. were all herded into Salisbury State High, yeah. basically. Yeah, yep. Well, I mean, even where I went to school, they, uh, there was... Um, it, it was working class people who were going to yeah. the high school. In the primary school, it was a mixture of the tops and the, the professionals and the hipsters and whatever. You know, it was a mixture yeah. back then. But um, but because uh, there were far more toffier, if you like, schools. Uh, you know, yeah. convent that and the local so so-called private independent public school. Yeah, back then. Yeah, it was the sort yeah, of your parents couldn't the afford all they could afford is the Catholic model. Yeah. <laughs> well actually it's funny and you know, my late brother paid for my schooling. He was a he was a good stick in that sense, but he 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 volunteered to pay for because my folks were you know, with six kids. He right. he he sort of got himself a job and he said, I'll I'll give um, you know, her an opportunity to go to a, um, you know... A, well, that's excellent. Let's give him his just yeah. desserts. What's your brother, what was your brother's name? Sean, yeah. Sh what, Sean. what type of man yeah. was he? Oh, he was a good bloke. He was, a, he was, um, he was, uh, what could you say? He was a fiery bugger. Yeah, he was a, yeah. he, um, he, uh, he, but he was a, he was a very, very genuine and, um, Good to his family, and um, yeah, he had a sort of a, a, a mixture of he was a bit of a, a rough and ready. Like he was, he liked to um, get out there. I remember when he introduced the Beatles to me, you know, at a very early age because he, he was the, you know, he was good with money, Joe. So he was able to yeah. sort of dap himself out, and, and he worked as a printer. You know, he left school. Mm -hmm. He was a very clever bloke, but he 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 fought with. Um, he went to Catholic schools, and you know the brothers were pretty. Um, you know they were tough. Oh, God only knows yeah. what you know what was really going on. But I know he punched yeah. a brother at the local yeah. school, and he was basically told to go. So he he yeah. did an apprenticeship as a printer. Um, yeah. You know, printing apprenticeship and. Um, but he was good with money, and so he sort of helped my folks. But he had a, a you know, he had a diverse background. He was, right. he was, he was what you would call a bit of a larrikin, to say the least. Yeah, um, yeah but, um, but at the end, no, he must the, be a really mm. good bloke, you know, saying his younger sister, "I'm going to pay for her education." Absolutely, and decking her out. 
yeah, in um, in the, the the uniform and everything. So I, I don't forget that, you know. It's, um, and I'm going to ask you a very personal question, Trish. Nobody listens yeah. to this program, yep. so you can give me an honest answer. Yep. Did he, like me, wear pointy black shoes? Indeed. I can see <laughs> And You said he was a bit of a dresser. He, he was a... He, he was a rocker, as they would say in those days, you know, with yeah. the big wave in the front. But the pointy yeah, shoes yeah. and yeah. trying to get those um, peg trousers on yeah. and off were were the mission <laughs> of Saturday afternoon. And I, I even remember you talking about that, Joe. Uh, I remember my sister when she... We used to... I was only a kid. I was probably only about nine, ten and I'd have to rehearse with her dancing with her. So she'd go out Saturday night for Canterbury Rock. and um, But I had to actually dance with her to make sure. So I learned to rock and roll from a very early age. Uh, <laughs> I can do a mean look, rock Trish, and you roll. Had, you had no hope. You're corrupted by political nuns <laughs> who believed in the Bible, you know, helping the poor, the good Samaritan. And you're corrupted by a larrikin brother. And then yeah. you're corrupted by your sisters go dancing. Yeah, oh. absolutely, absolutely. And we'd we'd um, listen to this, Joey. She'd dress up in you know like in the big, you know, sort of flouncy dress and everything. And I remember one night <laughs> or one afternoon we washed this dress and we put robin starch in the dress. And it, right. it was a hot day. She put it on the line, and a wind turned up, and this. The dress had turned into cardboard by then because she'd put so much starch into it. And next minute, we're watching the dress do a, an absolute whirly whirl all around the backyard because we're on about an acre of land, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> with all the veggie patches and everything. Yeah. So no, it was they were good days, you know, for that. Now, considering all these extracurricular activities, did you actually graduate from high school? Yes, yeah, um, but I, I only went to year um, 10 and then 10, I went back yeah. to school and then I went to uni later on. But, um, hang you on, know, hang it, on. you went to year 10, so what does a young 16-year-old do in 1967? Uh, well, I was had planned to go and do nursing, but in the interim, I um, what happened was my mum said, you better get a, a job before you, you know, sort of, the next intake. So I ended up going to. Um, I was back then. It was the PMG. Yeah, Postmaster General's office. Postmaster General. Yeah. So, um, so I actually, back then, I was a phonogram operator. So I used to type right. out telegrams and send. Yeah. So that's where I met my husband. So he was a, a collector. Excuse me. Yeah. How old were you when you met your husband? Seventeen. Seventeen. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Have you kept the same husband? Yep. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> That's even more scary. Uh, look, I, I, I didn't know how to broach this because I interview a lot of people in radical Australia. A lot of them don't keep the same partner. I can assure you. You're unusual. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> so what did he do at the post office? Well, he was a telegraphist. At that right. time, he was a telegrapher, yeah. so he'd send the telegrams. I'd take them down over the phone, and he'd send them. So that was 
But um, that that was a, a very strong union, you know. The telegraphy was there was a, in those yeah. days a lot of strikes and everything for better conditions and everything. Yeah. Um, it was all it was all interesting, you know, sort of time. Yeah. So, so what did your folks think about you hooking up with a young Italian boy? Well, well, I'll tell you what. I think I had to fight my mum over him because she loved him because he was a sports. You know, he loved his sport. So her, right. she was a lot. She loved her sport. So, but um, Dad wasn't too shook because the Mum was a tremendous cook. But she, you know, there wasn't a lot of flavour that I'd like a lot of said the onions, but not garlic. And, the, and, yeah. and I tell the story, and it's against him, but I tell it the story about when he first came home and. Um, Obviously, the lamb roast was a little bit bland, and he asked if he could at least put a bit of sauce on the on the lamb roast. Well, the gravy a bit of sauce. Nearly, nearly threw him out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> but the next week, Mum had put on the list. She wanted garlic. She was <laughs> he was putting yeah. So she, uh, the, from there on in, our food, you know, the cuisine in the fam, family home changed very radically because. Yeah, she was quite happy to, to make sure he got his, you know, his spicy so food. So did you tie the knot or did you live in sin for a while? Uh, no, actually, he went off to Perth um, on a, yeah. a bit of a, a, a sort of a trip and I went my little sort of way. And then we um, we got back about um, six months later. Um, right. We ended up, yeah, getting married in 71. Yeah, seventy one. So then you're about normal in those days to get married in eighteen ninety one twenty. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, yeah. no, it was awful. And um yeah, just started the family pretty well straight away. Yeah. yeah. So how, how long did you last at the post office at the postmaster general? Well, yeah, I I actually in those days isn't it funny, you know, you look at it there. Um the year I got married, or you know, so that was probably about three years. Yeah. So I never did be nursing, and I didn't, you know, sort of go on with it, anything like that. But having said that, um, um, it was, it was, you know, it was an interesting time. Yeah. What do you mean interesting time? What were you doing? Well, no, I'm just saying it was, you know, there were things that we you were doing behind the scenes. Like my mother wasn't. She wasn't a well woman. She, Mum passed away at the age of 61 um, from kidney failure. But she was so, but so a lot of responsibility and everything was put on. You know, sort of my. So you were looking after the younger children, were you? Well, no, it was just because you had to look after the household. You know, because you know, um, and it it was a dumb thing, Joe. In those days, my yeah. sister had the same sort of obligations and everything when she was a young girl. You know, we were just saying yeah. our kids were, you know, they had to step up, you know, with um, yeah. with the family. It was it, it was expected, as there well, it would have been much social you know. support. There wasn't much any no. very little social support. No, yeah. no, no, no. It was. So, um, so when did you go back to school? Well, I, when I moved to Geelong, I went... Um, Geelong? You lived in yes. Geelong? Yes, I lived in Geelong, believe it or not. Um, what did you, you move to Geelong for? Well, my husband's 
people were from Geelong. And yeah. um, I, I don't know the real reason why we... Because um, I, I remember we were looking at a home in, in believe it or not, Rathdown Street, you know, Carlton. Um, oh, if you had a border, you'd be a millionaire now. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. But at the time, um, yeah, my husband said, no, he wanted, you know, he wanted... His father was a brickie. Yeah. And his father... Now, they were, you know, they'd come... His father had come out from Italy um, in 1949, or 51, beg your pardon. And yeah. he basically worked at Ford, double shifts, and then he built a little house for them. So they actually came out. They were one of the better, you know, luckier Italians. That you know, his mother certainly came out to Australia and went, moved straight into a little house in Geelong. Um, and so, you know, his father was a brickie and was expected he would be a brickie, but he, right. he didn't want to be. He he was the subversive in the family, and so he right. <laughs> he he um he went, went you know sort of went to the post office you know um, uh, yeah so what was yeah <laughs> well <laughs> if you know if you can stand up to your Italian you know father who wants you yeah. know to con- you know, sort of yeah so it was yeah, very yeah. challenging yeah, yeah. Um, well, I learned my lesson there. Yeah, I learned my lesson very early. I stood up to my father when I was nine, and I raced up on top of—I raced up on top of the roof because I could outrun him at nine. So he was a bit of a champion runner. But then I realised that I had to get down from the roof at some stage, and there he was waiting for me. It's hilarious when you think about it. So, do you have a Superman complex? <laughs> no, I've got more like a flat Earth complex. <laughs> yeah, I started getting hungry and I thought, oh, I've got to get down sooner or late. <laughs> so, Geelong, uh, look, um, did you attend any of the moratoriums or get involved or were you just too busy having a family at that stage? Um, no, there was always something. Uh, well, they were pretty sort of quiet years, as you know, when you've got, yeah. you know, I, I ended up having um, quite a few kids. So... Um, few kids. Would you like to tell us how many? <laughs> well, I've got a handful. Put it that way. I've got five. A kids. handful. So we had we had uh, four. I'm children. not going to make any jokes about the rhythm method, Trish. No. <laughs> I got rhythm. I got music. <laughs> All good. Um, but yeah. then, um, obviously, being a good Catholic, you didn't believe in the pill. No, I actually was on the pill. I, I, I was on the pill. <laughs> I, it was obviously not strong enough. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, that, that did not worry me. That did not worry me. That wasn't a, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, that, um, no, it was just what the way it was. But, um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I had four kids pretty close together and then we had another child um, uh, 10 years later, so... So she's sort of yeah. So I've got yeah. I've got a um, a son who's nearly well he's, he'll be uh, forty nine next birthday. So. Forty nine. Uh, what's like what's it like to have a forty nine year old son? Do you feel old? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. 
You could, no, you could be a great-grandmother. Are you a great-grandmother? No, you? not. <laughs> You're not. I'm barely a grandmother. They're not going to follow uh, Barely? Yeah. Oh, now I've You're got not following. three grannies. I've got three grannies. But, um, right. yeah, yeah. So, um, no, my, um, yeah, no, they're all good bunch of kids, fabulous kids, you know, but um, all sort of um, got, got their own spirited, you know, personalities and, you right. know, and they got me to blame for that. They're all, no, it's great. Of, you know. They're all independent, they're all spirited, they're all healthy, they're all alive. What else yeah. do you want? They're all out of jail. <laughs> Oh, I didn't tell you about that one. <laughs> Did you? Uh, we, we won't embarrass him or her on the, over the, on the program. So, very busy, very busy mother. And how long did you stay in Geelong for? Um, 20 years. 20, seemed like 40 sometimes. <laughs> did you have to look after the grandparents? you have to look after your husband's parents? Or? No, no, no. Though that Well, we moved up to... To Melbourne in um, oh my gosh ninety um, four I think right, Joey I right. think, think ninety four yeah. ninety three um, yeah. and then I I sort of got a job you know like because of you know sort of going back to school and everything I got a job with Telstra but then um, <laughs> well, sorry for laughing you didn't go far you left school no, at ten went to the PNG I mean, went to university then went to Telstra. <laughs> <laughs> I know, isn't it? But different area. But it's funny, isn't it? Bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was there for a few years and then I decided it wasn't for me. The corporate world wasn't for me. It was, yeah, what do you, you know. It wasn't but, for you. Know, you were making money. Sorry? What do you mean you were making money? What do you mean the corporate world wasn't for you? Well, it just, no, it's, no, but why? By that I mean, there's politics in everything, Joe, and and yeah. decisions are made. There's a lot of waste in our in these places where, you know, a new management comes on and uh, everything that's done before is all turfed out, and, yeah. and so I think there is so much fat that's you know sort of indulged in. I think. Um, so I. I, I ended up doing community development, um, and that's where um, I'm, I... Can I uh, ask a stupid question? Can I ask a stupid question? Yeah. What's community development? <laughs> well, there we go. There's more study. Um, it, it's basically, you, you, you're working within communities and getting... You're actually being useful. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Right. That's pretty radical being useful to the community. <laughs> I cook a mean roast lamb, Joey. I wouldn't be blooming. <laughs> That's what's useful. the mint sauce? What's the mint sauce like? No, it is not mint sauce. That's where my mother made the mistake. She put on mint sauce. <laughs> You've got to have something spicy, Joe. <laughs> uh, so no, where did the community development course lead to? Well, that led to um, my my uh, 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 sort of meeting up with Valerie from Arts Express. The two of us got, um, you know, my co-host of Arts Express. Um, we, we, we sort of started to do... Um, well, she approached me and said to me, um, 
said, do you want to join a band? Because I'd been doing singing telegrams in Geelong. So I owned... Excuse me. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> See? So, so your telegram days were waste. <laughs> can you give me... Uh, look, can you give me a, a singing telegram? Give me, give me a couple. Of, come on. Nobody listens to the program. You won't be embarrassed. <laughs> Let me see, Joey. Um, okay. Oh, oh, no, on the spot. I, rem- I pretty spot. well remember, I remember my first... Well, it's a long story, but I, it, was, it was a comedy of errors how I got into singing telegrams because um, in, uh, what happened was years ago um, they cut out... You know how they used to have wedding telegrams? Yeah. Oh, for Saturday, and they send them off to reception, wedding receptions. Yeah. They don't have them yeah. now, but they, back then. And um, anyhow, I decided we look. We we um, we'd probably do this after after hour service and replace the thing, uh, the, the ordinary telegram. But there was no call for it. So one day, somebody rang up and said, "Do you do singing telegrams?" I said, "No, I had never seen them. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't know yeah." Get me a hang up. <laughs> this went on for about twenty. This went on for about twenty, um, twenty um, calls, and then after I thought, oh, this is, this is. So I'm having a conversation with my husband, and he said, "What do you reckon? Do you think you know we could recover our, you know, our little nest egg that we'd put into developing this business?" So <laughs> the rest is history. Ten years later, I'm, I've been doing these singing telegrams and making up songs about people's lives and going out dressed up as a, a baby and a chook and whatever else that happens, as you do, as a subversive... As you do to make a living. <laughs> Get off my beat. <laughs> right. A chook. A chook. A chook, I like that. Yeah. yeah. And a baby. What, you just wore a nappy and nothing else? <laughs> the mind boggles, but... Um, uh, yeah, well, that's what most jump. babies wear, <laughs> nappies. Did you wear a nappy? <laughs> I did. I had a, it was a jumpsuit type of thing, and um, I actually had a nighty pulled up to look like a nappy, <laughs> so I didn't go completely topless. I, I think I went back to where your your uh, what was it your your um, Captain Midnight came with a yeah, singlet. Yeah. Mine was yeah. a nighty top. <laughs> so, <laughs> and people paid you for this. People do for a living, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, look, I, I hope you. I hope these weren't cash jobs and you cleared all the income for tax office. <laughs> cash in hand, if you don't mind. <laughs> cash in hand. It's funny, is during this COVID nineteen period, you go in and you hand over a ten dollar note, and they look at you and they say, "No, we don't want no. it. We need a credit card." No. And I say, "Well, Why? Uh, I don't want to give you one." <laughs> Keep your coffee. Oh, no. No, well, I met a very good mate in in Geelong. She's a fantastic artist, and she's a very, very good, um, I I would say, a very good uh, staunch uh, activist in the community, and I've gravitated towards her, and she's done some amazing stuff with um, Jan Carney's her name, and she does some fantastic... Yeah, so... I mean, you know, you gravitate to those those sort of people um, that you know sort of are speaking your you know your your truth, if you like, you know. So, no, um, yeah. what I was doing, like, three of your 
you know, child rearing responsibilities. When you met yeah. Valerie, uh, did you know about 3CR or did she introduce you to 3CR? Oh, I knew about 3CR because I, I would tune into it. But um, when I, I sort of came, Valerie had been doing the, the morning show. She'd been doing the, the news hour and all that. So yeah. I, um, and I, because I, Valerie had sort of, and I would been doing this, the activist cabaret for, you know, well, I think we started in 19, uh, 2005, so, um, yeah, we've been going a fair while. Um, anyhow, she mentioned it to me that she was doing this, you know, sort of starting up this show, and initially, I, you know, I, I wasn't on board, but then, um, yeah, we eventually got together, and, yeah, we, we did that for a little while, but, yeah, it's been, been a lot of fun. A lot of, um, you know, promoting. Yeah, and I, I understand. I understand the show's wrapped up. Is that right, or is that a bad rumor? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no. Um, well, yeah, we've 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 decided we'd wind it up. You know, I suppose it's COVID sort of sort of pushed us a bit, as you mentioned. So, you know, so honourably about my age. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm. You know, I was probably thinking that. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, we might we might sort of concentrate more on our music, and um, right. yeah. So and right. and Valerie's sort of you know gone to Castlemaine, so yeah. Well, um, she's so gone to the north pit of the north. Yes, the north pit of the north. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so and she's um, left you behind all by yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. She's she's. We'll we'll still be you know we'll be still pushing the you know the. The, the strings um, and yeah hopefully we'll yeah we'll get there. But what's, um, what's, what's this activist ca- cabaret you keep talking about? When did all this start? Uh, yeah. Well, that started um, you know with this you know when we met in um, sort of when we were studying community development and there was five of us to begin with and each time that's like the ten green bottles they've dropped off the the wall but um, <laughs> um, we started. <laughs> There's something there for everyone on that one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and we picked up a fantastic drummer in, on, in the process. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And um, and we've gone to some, uh, you know, some uh, amazing community events and different well, tell things. Tell us about so, a few of them. Beg your pardon? Tell us about a few of the more memorable ones where you didn't disgrace yourself. <laughs> Oh, well, gee, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you the funny story about how we did disgrace ourselves. We went up to um, up to, to Alexandra and um, we did a show there. No, that was a good show. But then there was another time we went went to this show and I think the um, maybe the local, there was a mixture of constabulary and, and local, I would say, bush changes, you know, tree changes. Yeah. And the yeah. women were on board for the activism, but the blokes weren't too shook about the whole thing. And well, I reckon we were lucky to get out of town alive, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, you, weren't, you weren't lynched on the way out, or fair yeah, practically, and practically, practically, yeah. That really? was man. So yeah, it's, um, oh, look, that's understandable. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a hot spot of. Uh, well, the, uh, the, 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 the farmers. Old, old guard thinking. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, it's been, so what type of events do you go to? Pardon? What type of events do you go to? 
give oh, us some examples. We, uh, uh, well, mainly community events. We also have um, sort of, um, you know, we'll go to Bar 303. We've been, yeah. been to a few yeah. things where we've set up our own shows and 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 yeah. it's... We're not in it for the, you know, sort of, it's not about, um, you know, getting the, the crowds in. It's more about exposing to um, Joe, there's a lot of things that, like even, um, you know, you're talking about um, uh, what influences you in your life. And, and I know yeah. my, my, my sister's been a strong activist in her life for... Um, it's similar to the stolen generation of um, our indigenous people, but there was also the, um, there was a terrible stolen generation of young mothers, you know, in the yeah. the yeah. in the sixties and and before yeah. and and since that had their children taken from them without you know any consideration or even legal rights to it, and so she did a lot of activism for there, and I supported her there. Um, but it's it's in in all areas of society. There's so many things like ageism, um, and you know even um, we did a, a, a show called um, Age Care the Musical, and, and, and it was and it was basically highlighting how age care facilities were how they were treating you know people um, our elderly people very you know, meanly and with a, with complete and utter, um, you know, yeah. It's, it's, anything for, anything oh, for a yeah. buck. Yeah, no, and also, Joe, not, there, there, is, there is no no responsibility um, to for no. these people, you know, and, yeah. and, and it's all about the gravy train. It's become yeah. a corporation. Now, I'm going to cut in, Trish, as we're going to uh, finish soon. I'm going to ask you the big question. We always have a big yeah. question on radicals, right? Now, yeah. you've been on the planet for nearly 70 years. Ah. Have you celebrated your yeah. 50th wedding anniversary yet, or are you close to it? Um, yeah, actually, next year. Right, and you're a mother of five, yeah. grandmother of three. Yes. You've been on the planet a long time. What's your advice to young people who want to venture on the uh, pathway of, any, of uh, activism? I think, um, sincerely, I think you've just got to believe in in what's right. And, and for people who are suffering, I really honestly think that we have to put ourselves in the shoes of others as well, even if we're doing a little bit better. Um, of course, the people who are going through it, they've got every fight in their body to, to do it, Joey. But it's when you are doing well um, and you're just oblivious to other people's suffering that I think... Yeah. I think that's what we have as a... You know, we have to remember that, um, I guess, Joe, that there's not... Not everyone is uh, as fortunate as us, even in, even in this, you know, this country we live in. You know we're, yeah. um, you know we're supposedly the lucky country, but there's a mm. lot of, you know, a lot of people down on their luck that really need, mm-hmm. you know, care and and um, understanding. I guess, Joe. I, I suppose. Yeah. So my advice would be to say, it, um, 
get out of yourself. You know, we've got, we've got to we've got to imagine if we we're doing all right, we still have to you know put ourselves on the line a little bit um, for others because otherwise, at the end of you know, like I'm saying, um, well, in my life. Well, Trish Postorino, I would love to. I'd like to thank you for being on the planet. I'd like you to thank your parents for uh, doing the rhythm method and uh, ensuring that you, you're on the planet. <laughs> but it, most importantly of all, you know, it's been a pleasure knowing you over the years and hopefully you continue to drop into 3CR to see us lose Absolutely. You no. continue to broadcast while you go on your great theatrical career. And I wish you and Valerie all the best for the future. But, uh, look, it's been a pleasure having well, I never get an invitation. You always promise oh, to tell me. I think you're ashamed of me. Do you have men at your shows or not? Never, Joey. No, no, I didn't never. think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's still plenty of years and in the terrible twins, we'll, won't we? <laughs> well, thank you very much, Trish. I wish you, your family, and your friends and your acquaintances, everybody who knows you, all the best for the future. And, thank you uh, very much, Joey. Yeah, and uh, you can come to my funeral or I'll go to your funeral, depending on who does. Okay? Yep. <laughs> All, All the right. best. Thanks a lot. Bye guys. right. Bye. Bye bye. Stepped forward 
sinking. I could be struggling for years. And everybody thought you would die upon the sea. been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.